0: Welcome to Ghost Men Radio Station. And my guest tonight is Lindsay Elmore. Who is Lindsay Elmore? Well, she's raised by a nurse, I Have a bachelor's degree in chemistry, a doctorate in pharmacy, and completed two years of post-doctoral education in internal medicine and family medicine. She become a pharmacist, hardly studied in herbs, supplements, food as medicine. One was so weird, she, I went on a search for shamans healers, and any natural health practice I could find. I got certified to teach yoga and meditation, which retreats all over the world. And she's got a new project out, which is called, I think she just called it Wellness Centre. Is that correct, Lindsay? You can correct me, So, Yeah, it's
1: called Wellness Made
0: Simple. Yeah, so that's her brand new project out, which she's she's willing to talk about today because it is actually hot on the press as we speak. So tell me a little bit about that first, Lindsay. What 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 will people get out of this website?
1: Well, I operate on the principle that I believe that everyone deserves to be healthy. Everyone deserves to be healthy. And the first part of being healthy is actually believe that you deserve it and that you can be healthy. And so wellness made simple really just makes health and wellness easy to understand i think that so many people are living in a continuous loop of medications and just lack of empowerment and really outsourcing their health to someone else and i want people to understand that look you really can sleep better eat better exercise better be more mindful, more present, all of the things so that you can become truly healthy. And that's what Wellness
0: Made Simple is all about. And also, obviously, because of, well, the magic word COVID, because we have to mention COVID, unfortunately, there's probably lots of people more getting into being a better person now than there ever was. Well, I believe that.
1: I think, that, I think that COVID was a call for transformation, and it's a call to say you can actually live a better life, because while COVID is very, well, first and foremost, let's get our, let's get our vernacular right, because the media has pounded us with COVID, 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 but COVID, I want you to think of SARS-CoV-2 and COVID as you think of HIV and AIDS. So everyone, not everyone who has HIV has AIDS. Not everyone who gets infected with SARS-CoV-2 gets COVID. COVID is a disease manifestation and a disease process that can ultimately lead to the end of life, just like AIDS. But millions of people have been infected with, with coronavirus, with SARS-CoV-2, and not had any severe manifestations of disease, because, you know, we know that you're more than 99% likely to survive a SARS-CoV-2 infection, and so we really, I feel like, especially in the United States, we really missed the boat, because I just sit back and think what a beautiful, beautiful thing it would have been if instead of all the people on TV going on TV and saying, you have to stay home, you have to hunker down, you can't go around other people, everyone needs to isolate, what if instead we actually took a step back and said, okay, everybody, everybody in the United States, we know that 99%? We know that 88% of people in the United States are metabolically unwell, and that most people don't even know it. If we had actually taken a step back and said, okay, all this stuff that we're teaching you about, about how it's important to manage your blood sugar, and to not eat the standard American diet, which is increasingly becoming the standard world diet. If we had really taken a step back and been like, okay, I know that we've been talking about it for a long time now we really really need you to be well because we know that that we know that being metabolically unhealthy and being stressed out and being just unwell at baseline increases your risk not only of infection but also death, not only from coronavirus, but every single infection, bacterial, viral, fungal, parasitic, it increases your risk of adverse effects of all of those infections. And so I wish that we had taken a step back and gone, let's actually really, really, really help people become healthy because know that if you're healthy at baseline your risk of dying from coronavirus is very low even though the media will of course give you the you know previously healthy 22 year old dies but there's a reason that things are on the news and that is because they are news
0: worthy. Well I don't know if you know but over here in the UK as from well hopefully from July 19th They're getting rid of most of the restrictions, even wearing a mask, which is, they haven't, it's no longer going to be compulsory. It's up to you as an individual whether you want to wear one. I personally go on wearing one, but that's my choice. I think it's the right move to do. I think, but it's funny that now everybody, because it's not compulsory anymore, everybody's kicking up, oh, we want to carry on wearing a mask. And I'm thinking, well, they didn't actually get rid of it. All well, he said is now your responsibility.
1: Right. Well, I think that's the, the whole point of medical freedom is people deserve autonomy over their own bodies. And it's nobody's business what I, what I do with my body. And so I am fully in favor of people saying you don't have to wear a mask, but if you choose to, then go right ahead. Um, You know, it's the same thing with all medical interventions. I can't force you to take a medicine or to have a surgery, but if you choose that that's the right thing in your life, then that is the very essence of, of medical freedom. And, you know, we can debate all day long about whether or not masks are an effective source of personal protective equipment. And if so, what kind of masks, etc. But ultimately I, I do, I do fully support that if you are choosing that this is something that you want in your life, great. But I, I think that people deserve the, the autonomy over their own bodies because, you know, if, if you live a really healthy lifestyle, and you know that the risk of you getting very very sick is low, and also I think there comes that point where it's like, how concerned are you with infection, and how concerned are you with death ultimately? And if you take a step back and go, you know, I I I, I love life. I love living. But if it comes my time, then I'm not afraid of that. Then it puts everything into perspective. And so, you know, I think it's great that people have the ability to choose what they want because ultimately, you know, we, we respect body autonomy. And, you know, we have, you know, the UK is much more progressive as it comes to health healthcare and as it comes to, you know, social practices much more than the United States in a lot of ways. And I think it's important that we have an open discussion about about body autonomy and what people have to say so can happen in their life and what can't.
0: Well, I think that's right because, I mean, it's like me, I know my I've got certain illnesses and I know my limitations. I and I think if I push myself, I know how I'm going to get. A bit like my wife; she's got the same sort of kind of issues. You know, she knows the limitations, and we just stick to them. and I, And people go, "Oh well, you could do this, and you could do that." And I say, "Well, you want to let, I don't mind what you do in your life, but this works for us. It's always worked for us, and that's the way we're going to keep it." Yes. Yes,
1: absolutely. I mean, I think that I think that people have. Now, of course, that also comes with responsibility, because there are people who are more at risk for infection, people who have chronic diseases, who have um, diabetes, who have hypertension, hyperlipidemia, who have autoimmune conditions. And so I take it upon myself to say, look, if I am exhibiting any signs of illness, It is my responsibility not to be around those people and to take precautions with those people. But I also think that we have to heed the words of Dr. Fauci and understand that asymptomatic transmission has never been, nor is it now, the primary driver of infections. There is a reason that we quarantine people who are sick and not everyone. You know, we've never in history done a quarantine of everyone. This is the first time that we tried it to see how it goes. And I, I agree that this is a very highly contagious virus. And when it takes hold, it is devastating. It is completely devastating. And my my best friend is has been so just amazing in Past year because she has worked with so many patients who have been sick, very, very sick. So I, I'm an ambulatory care pharmacist. I am an outpatient pharmacist. It's my job to help keep you from going to the emergency room. Her job is to treat the sickest of the sick people in the cardiothoracic intensive care unit. So anything that's wrong with your heart or lungs comes to her. And I work in small towns. I work in, in places where it's like, okay, well, we just need to make sure that your hypertension, your asthma, your COPD, all of that is under control. And as a functional medicine pharmacist, I'm not interested in treating your diabetes. I want you to get rid of the diabetes completely. You know, I'm not interested in us getting control over your asthma and putting band-aids on it with multiple different medications. I want us to figure out why do you have asthma in the first place and how can we remove those triggers? But my best friend, she works in the cardiothoracic intensive care unit. And so at, at a level one trauma center, which in the United States, hospitals are divided into level one, twos, threes, and fours trauma centers. Level one is the highest level of care that you can get. If you've just had a massive automobile accident and you need life saving interventions, you want to be at a level one trauma center. This is when you go to a small town hospital and then they say, Hey, we gotta send you, we gotta airlift you to another place. You end up on her service at that point. And she is like Lynn's, you know, this has this virus is different than any she says it's different than anything she's ever, ever seen. Very different than anything she's ever seen. When it takes hold, this virus is completely devastating. We just need to take heart and have hope that it typically doesn't take hold in a lot of people. And I know the media will tell you, oh my gosh, you know, it's killing everyone. But really and truly what is killing everyone is underlying diseases that lead to the worsening of infections.
0: Well, as I understand viruses as such, they don't really want to kill the host. They want to live in the host to spread. So the drug really isn't...
1: It doesn't behoove a virus to kill its vector. It, It wants to live there and proliferate. And that's why, you know, we talk about the microbiome as being an important indicator of health. And I think people often think of the microbiome as only being bacteria that's not true. The microbiome is made up of bacteria. It's made up of viruses. You right now have trillions of viruses living on you and in you. And you also have fungus. You also have yeast. You also have parasites. And all of these things combined create the microbiome, which is not only on your, it's not only in your gut, but it's, in your, it's on your skin, it's under your arms, it's in your mouth, it's in your nose, it's on your eyes, it's on your genitalia. It's everywhere on us and in us. And what it does is act as a sensory organ that helps us to sense and respond. So a healthy microbiome, a diverse microbiome, can actually be hugely powerful in helping you to sense a new virus such as SARS-CoV-2 or such as the Delta variant of the virus and go, oh, okay, yep, there's that thing. And we're just going to kind of put that over there. We know what that's about versus if you don't have this hugely diverse, intense, sensory organ that is your microbiome, you could be exposed to it and get completely freaked out and go, oh my gosh,
0: this is something I've never seen, we need to panic right now. Well, I do sense the fact that, you know, it's, it's good to be afraid, but not to the fear that we've got. I think it's got to the stage now we, that you can't live with, in fear forever. I mean, we've used a term over here, the PMs that used the term in acceptable deaths. It's not gone down very well, but I knew what he meant. I know he didn't mean like, you know, there's no, there would be never no deaths of any disease. That'd be like way in the future, probably. But we have to realize that the, the numbers, there's always going to be people who die of AIDS. There are always going to be people who die of COVID or COVID related diseases. And i think i think that attitude has to come now i don't mean it disrespectful to anybody that suffered it or died of it but i think this time has come the fear factor has to go now
1: well fear is is inflammatory fear is very very inflammatory and the root cause of basically every disease that exists today is inflammation and so when you're under a chronic state of fear it kicks in your stress response and your stress response sends signals to your body that it is time to panic. It's time to panic, and we cannot panic anymore because when you are in a state of panic, it upregulates your norepinephrine and epinephrine and, importantly, cortisol. Well, when cortisol gets upregulated, you are sending inflammatory signals throughout your entire body. You are sending inflammatory signals to your gut so that you're not absorbing as much nutrition from food. You are sending inflammatory signals to your heart so your heart begins racing and causes you to have high blood pressure. You're sending inflammatory signals to your fat cells which sends um, the signal that you need to retain that fat because you have to survive. And so fear is inflammatory. And the media is exceptionally inflammatory. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I remember when I was living in, in London, I remember being like, why are your politicians all screaming at each other? And, you know, British politics are are very stressful and very inflammatory. And and American politics are stressful because instead of people who disagree with one another screaming it out um, across, across uh, the benches... They do everything clandestine, and that also is very, very scary. And so we have to eliminate the fear, and we really need to understand that our intuition is meaningful. Our intuition is meaningful. There has been a lot of debate and concern in the past year about are we doing the right thing? You know, is this the correct thing to say that, you know, children can't go to school or that families cannot be around each other? And for a lot of people, they just go, you know what? My intuition tells me that's not correct. That tells me that's not right. And we need to understand that our intuition is meaningful for
0: sure. Uh, I, 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 and I was one of the people that championed about mental health before people were saying about mental health because a lot of people were telling me that um, I was talking rubbish. You know, there wouldn't be this mental health crisis in old and young. And uh, and I and, and I thought and I got very uptight about it because I thought to myself, well, surely they could see it because I used to work in mental health, so I could see these things coming. And I thought, well, of course there's going to be this bent oil issue because suddenly you've got this image of your perceived normal life being taken away from you.
1: one suffered huge mental health problems because of because of covid i was living in new york city i ended up moving out of new york city because i was just like i can't live here i can't be here under these restrictions and i ended up leaving and and leaving it all behind and it is very important that we acknowledge that it's not all about, you know, health and wellness is not all about how do we prevent an infection. Health and wellness needs to be about how do we actually stay well? How do we really, truly embrace total wellness? And, you know, that doesn't just happen overnight. And and I'll be honest, the system is not built for it. Whether you have the American system where it's a it's a fee for service, whether you have the British or Canadian system where it is universal health care, where it's government funded health care, and the system is not built for it. The system is built to for what we call name it, blame it, tame it. And name it, blame it, tame it means that you go to the doctor, they name a disease state, they give you either a medication or a surgery to help, um, to help tame it because they blame it for all your symptoms. And so you go in to the doctor and you say, doc, I can't sleep. And they say, oh, I, I know what it is. It's insomnia. That's why you don't feel good. That they've named it, they've blamed it, and here's your sleeping pill. I am much, much, much more interested in saying, why do you have insomnia? You know, why, why, why do you not sleep well? Because getting down to why you don't sleep well is ultimately the, the solution. Because we can figure out why you're not sleeping well. We can figure out how do we create a better sleep environment for you so that it's not a matter of, here, take this sleeping pill. It's a matter of, hey, I fully embrace and acknowledge that I deserve to have really healthy sleep. And because of that, I am going to change my light bulbs to red light bulbs. And I'm going to put my phone on the charger, um, you know, two hours before my my bedtime. I'm going to not watch watch the news and get anxious before bed. I'm going to try to go to bed, you know, between 9 and 10 o'clock so that I can actually be asleep by 11. And so we really want to embrace wellness practices instead of going the name and blame attainment
0: route. I'm just looking at your website, which is very good. I like your website because I like simple websites, if you know what I mean. like You can see everything. And I've, I can see that you've got one book you've got here. It's called Essentials Book Evidence Based uh-huh. Answers to Questions Free from Fear, Mongering, and Wishy Washiness. And I've consumed yeah. the word woke.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't. I, I like to make things simple. You know, I want to make, um, I want to make wellness simple. And that is, is important. Very important that we just make things easy to understand. There's too much fear-mongering in this world. Um, when it comes to natural wellness, when it comes to supplements, when it comes to essential oils, when it comes to exercise, everybody's going to tell you how dangerous things are. But ultimately, it's it's truly not. And things can be very,
0: very and you got your podcast, obviously, the Lindsay Elmore show. And I know you talk a lot about health issues on on that as well, because I've listened to a couple today, and I I, I thought it was very informative. Right. Yes.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. We we love the podcast, and it's a it's a labor of love, as you know. It's it's work doing a podcast.
0: Yeah. People just think you just got to turn up, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no. it, it takes a bit of planning.
1: Actively recruit people who are
0: doctors and
1: pharmacists and thought leaders. And, you know, if I don't know what's going on with their particular specialty, I have to research it.
0: Yes, and I think that's very important. And that's why I checked about your website today to make sure I had the right one. Because there's like no, another Lisney Elmore out there somewhere in the universe. And the second one, which I, I I think I sent you an extract of, I hope it was okay, of your free digital book, which is called Powerful Choice, where you're making decisions about your family health and wellness. should be easy. This guide will teach you how to cut through the confusion and decide. I think it was very informative, and I like the way you laid it out, because it's very layman-like. Yeah. If you understand what mean.
1: and I think that everyone deserves that for sure and you know the Empowered Choice book is all about how do you actually take agency over your health? How do you really make sure that you are able to get what you want out of a doctor's visit or out of a trip to the physician and so it's all about saying like look I, I know what I want for my body and I understand that not everyone is going to agree with me but I, I know that this is right for me and that's what's important to me it's like how do we ensure that people are
0: making decisions that are right for them and obviously, you do a a, a well. I presume you call it a cookbook. Because I I never do sure. Clean, clean slate cleanse, healthy eating. Clean slate slate cleanse. Shows transformational. Twenty-one day plant-based clean cleanse. Give your body a reset. Eat better, feel better.
1: Cleanse is a cookbook. It also comes with a workbook, um, that you can use to guide your journey. And this is a way that you can say, all right, I want to kick, I want to kick myself into high gear. I want to make sure that I am taking steps to get truly, truly healthy. And that is one way to do it is to say, okay, I'm going to focus on for 21 or 28 days do wheat-free, sugar-free, alcohol-free, caffeine-free, and totally plant-based using um, a vegan diet. And it it has been amazing to watch people go through it because once you start getting that kind of push in the right direction – all of a sudden have the ability to make another healthy decision. You know, I I think that one healthy decision begets the next. And um, just take that first step. And once you have one step, you have the next and the next and the next.
0: I think it's important as well. And obviously you do one-to-one consults. Keep coaching, teaching, and more. Obviously, at the moment, it's probably mostly remote. But hopefully, it'll go back to what it used to be like.
1: Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do see, I do see patients occasionally. It's not exactly. I, I prefer working with the masses, and so you know, I have got a big online summit coming up soon. Uh, all about how to transform your metabolism. And I also work with people using a coaching software. And, you know, there there are so many ways that I love working with people.
0: And uh, I think you've got an educational club.
1: Uh... Yes. So you can come and get information about how to make wellness simple at wellnessmakesimple.us. And I also have an essential oil education database called Wild Ed Club, and that's at wildedclub.com. And so we've got a lot of different brands going on. So when you come to lindsayelmore.com, it can be a little bit like, wait, where where am I in this rabbit hole? But if you're interested in clean cooking, come to cleanflickcleanse.com. If you're interested in in functional medicine, come to wellnessmakesimple.com, and if you're interested in learning more about my health and wellness business strategies, you can come to Brand Strategies Lab, or just come and check out the podcast, The Lindsay Elmore Show, anywhere that you listen to podcasts.
0: I like the fact you've got quite a few good handouts uh, free. It's always important, that.
1: There are many, many handouts that you can download and just keep in touch with us. We have handouts related to yoga, to cooking, to empower Choice, all of the things.
0: I know you do yoga, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to murder how, what it's pronounced.
1: <laughs> so it is, uh, it's called Rasayana Yoga. So I'm a pharmacist, I'm a chemist, and Rasayana is the Sanskrit word for alchemy. So we take yoga and combine it with essential oils, with meditation and breath work, of course, and with crystals um, to ultimately come up with the alchemy of the yoga that I teach.
0: And I presume that's, um, is it Indian based or? Well, yoga
1: originated in India and so the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali are the first book that ever Detailed what is yoga and the sutras were written in India and they detail what it means to practice yoga and also much of the much of the history of yoga is also derived from the Bhagavad Gita uh, which is the holy book of, of Hinduism and the Bhagavad Gita uh, details what are some of the principles of yoga. Yoga was given to the holy men in the Bhagavad Gita and then lay people, Patanjali, we're, we're, we're unsure it's been lost to history if Patanjali was one person or if Patanjali was a group of people that were writing the book. But the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali is the key guiding document that still, it still resonates to this, about what is yoga and yoga in Sanskrit means union or to yoke or to bring together and that's what we do with yoga is we seek to create divine union within ourselves
0: within the world around us and with the divine. Well, I, I find it fascinating because I'm, I'm for my sins I'm a wrestling fan and I, oh. I know quite a lot of wrestlers now do yoga to keep fitter.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and um, you know, in the, the people who play all kinds of sports can become healthier because of yoga. Um, yoga is, Patanjali describes yoga as the stilling of the monkey mind. And that ultimately is what we are aiming to do, is to to quiet the mind, quiet our
0: quiet our constant, incessant go, 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 and come to stillness. Well, obviously you've said about your future plans, about your new website. Obviously, I know that takes a fair while to set up and uh, get it up and running, make sure everything's okay, and whatever. What other plans have you got, Lindsay?
1: And so I, every day, I'm just like, okay, how do I take three steps that are going to propel me to my goals? And so, you know, it's, it's I, I'm, I'm very excited. I've got a yoga retreat coming up in the next couple of weeks. I've got another one planned for this fall. Um, I'm hopeful that we get back to traveling soon. And, you know, I, I think that there is Opportunity for us to really craft the life that we want to live, and I'm here for it. I am here to help people make the best out of their lives be it via doing the Clean Slate Cleanse in October, coming to a yoga retreat, be it saying, You know, I, I'm ready. I want to get rid of my diabetes, and so I'm going to come to the Metabolic Makeover Summit. There are lots and lots of different options, for sure.
0: Well, uh, is there anything you'd like to mention, Lindsay, about your websites, again, uh, where people can find you? Oh, well, you can head to lindsayelmore.com.
1: You can head over and listen to the Lindsay Elmore Show anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And, And come and check out Wellness Made, us as well as cleanplaycleanse.com and hopefully
0: you will find the right fit for you well i think that's important i think that's as you say it, it, you you're doing quite a lot that's encouraging people you can't make people do things but the more you try to do things for yourself the better it works well that's my theory
1: change your life, there are so many people out there that will help you to get
0: going. Well, Lindsay, this is the part of the show I always ask, I guess, the following thing. Lindsay, what is your unique sign-off?
1: What is my... I'm sorry, say that again?
0: Your unique sign-off. What would you like to say before you... Uh...
1: To be healthy, come and follow along with everything that I am teaching because you do have it in you to be well, even if you have been sick for years. The body is always, always longing
0: to heal. And here's mine for you, Lindsay. Are you ready? Yes. I talked to Lindsay Elmore today, who's got the same website by the name, you say. She has an American flag on her back. She's very proud to be American and that is that. She helps to she wants to help you improve your fitness. There's nothing wrong with that. And lifestyle is a more things. So check her out. It may be the beginning of a new journey. It may become a new you. That's what we all need now. A new you, a new lookout, a new maybe and look check out uh Lindsay dot com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. E-L-M-O-R-E dot C-O-M as in dot com, just in case anybody didn't know how to spell it. (laughs) And thank you, and good night.